Steve. Ah, oh, my performance anxiety. Gregor. Oh, my God. And Greg. Welcome to Maximum Collective, Episode 8. Pop in the Cherry, Brian's first podcast. <laughs> We'd like to welcome a very special guest, Brian Barrow of Mikado USA, has joined us for this episode. We feel so fortunate and so lucky that he has taken the time out to do that. So, welcome, Brian. Thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. I yeah. also brought two other folks along. <laughs> we have Greg, Big Raw, Ringley. Hey, hey. And. That other guy, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gregor Absolute McGrath. Good evening, everyone. But no, very much welcome, Brian. Thank you. We're super excited to have you on. Absolutely, man. I'm glad to be on. It's, it's, it's probably been 18 years since anybody's able to get to me on footage on camera or speaker, so <laughs> you guys get the, the first shot at it. Hey, That's hey. awesome, man. This is some of that golden footage we're recording right now. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta watch out for Greg, man. He'll keep that video forever. He'll have some oh, archives. Right. Ten years Archive. from now. There you go. So we got a couple of things coming up here in the next couple, next month or so, right? I believe so. There was that one event that I was thinking about going to. Sounds like a terrific time. Southwest Heli Rodeo. Yeehaw. Seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth in the city of Superior, Arizona. Be there or be square. <laughs> Is it the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth? Uh, that's what I got on my list. Uh, so it's you like know uh, would know what the actual time. dates are. Yeah, it will be it's, like it's Thursday, the tenth to the thirteenth. Yeah, ten through thirteen. You know, so don't show up too early, guys. Yeah, tenth through the thirteenth for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we've got. Your the Oiva Bash, right? Yeah. December yeah. 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. RCHO, too, in about two weeks. Nice. Yeah, they're doing their fall pool event. Fantastic. Yeah, those and... guys those guys are crazy, man. They have, they have all the fun out there. Oh, yeah, I, I, so I've never been to the event, but I, I sent my business partner, Gorgon, out earlier this year. And uh, he said it was it was probably the most fun event he'd ever been to. It was a very southern boys event, but he said it was a blast. Nice. That's awesome. Good time. It's apparently it's it's sitting on a runway as well, so you're literally flying about 15 feet away from planes landing. Oh really? Oh jeez. Yeah. I've been sounds... out there one time. I've been out there one time. It was uh, yeah, it was very early on and. Uh, we had a good time out there, but yeah, it's been so long I can hardly remember what the field looked like. I think in probably eight, nine years ago, roughly. Jeez, nice. yeah, it's been that They've long definitely ago. been drawing the crowds out, so I know lots of people on the East Coast have been going to both. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, well I think we got a couple of questions for Brian. Um, definitely like to uh, get to know him a little bit better. And, uh, you know, some of the basics, like uh, how you even got into the RC industry. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a weird one, actually. Um, I kind of got in it really, really randomly. 
Um, I, when I was a teenager up till my early 20s, I was a uh, shipping logistics manager for Michael's Craft Shop. So I was handling all the big distribution points for all the shops. Um, and it, it really wasn't paying the bills to what I needed it to do. And I ended up meeting this guy, John Greco, at a, at a local bar. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting this online e-commerce e shop. Um, I don't really know much about shipping logistics and freight and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, sure, I'll come in and help you out. And he ended up being a really, really smart entrepreneur businessman that uh, I, I learned a lot from. And we kind of just built Ready Heli, our first company, up from a little tiny, tiny shop uh, together. So I, I kind of just fell into it by accident. It, it was as it was never a plan or a goal. I've never personally ever uh, flown an RC helicopter. Um, I've always been one of the guys in the back end that just is really good with sales, logistics, and marketing. Um, so yeah. That's so awesome. You've never flown a helicopter. I, well, I lied. I did fly one this uh, this past Urcha when I flew the new V-Bar Control flight trainer. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so for, for the first time in 18 of... years, I finally picked up some sticks and uh, actually really enjoyed it. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, what, so did you, cool. what did you think about it? Did you try anything? I mean, did you push the limits on the system? or Well, what is the, the first I mean, the system is, is fairly basic out of the box. So I was just trying to learn my orientations and my hovering. That's you know, cool. Yeah, if, I, if I wanted to go balls to the walls, I probably could have, but not with everyone standing watching me. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes were upon you. Yep. Yeah. Those nice. nerves are bad. <laughs> well, that seems like a pretty yeah. cool system. It's an awesome system. I, I'm really excited about it because it's one of those things that for me, who I'm not a pilot, it's like when I go out to any local place, I don't know how to market my product um, unless you're going to a field, you know. So now this new product, I can go out anywhere and, and show, you know, I can go to a flea market and bring in new crowds to what this industry is. Uh, as, it, as it stands right now in my local level, um, I can't really explain what, what I do for a living or what an RC helicopter is. Most people would think a, a little toy, a little toy, you know, coaxial helicopter. Um, so it's a really difficult position for me to be able to explain and then bring and drive new people to our hobby. Mm -hmm. And I think the flight trainer for me for the first time is something I can go anywhere and I can start showing people what the RC helicopter world is. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty fantastic. One of the things we run into in the club all the time is is uh family drives by kids look over and see us fly and say mom dad let's stop so they peel up and they sit behind you and they watch you fly and you know you always get the question dad walks up and goes how much is that and my heart just sinks because the moment you tell dad how much this thing is he's loaded the kids up and they're going to take them to the movies <laughs> yeah yeah seriously i you think know? that's what's really good about this new new mikado helicopter is it's it's going to be a great gateway and i think it's up to well obviously you at at uh, Mikado and and the rest of us in the hobby to to point new people in the the direction in that direction you know and wh when I worked at A Main Hobbies um, one really important thing for me was some whoever was you know calling me wanting you know interested in helicopters and and a lot of it was guys that were car guys they would call and talk and and we get caught up in conversation we'd start talking about helicopters and i would always steer them to the little blade helicopters because it was inexpensive enough to get into and even though this new mikado helicopter has kind of a higher price point to it 
what you're getting is just over the top, you know, and and I, I think it's again, it's up to to a lot of us in the industry to 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 realize that, hey, if we want to see our hobby grow, point people in these directions, especially especially if they want to do the kind of tricks that we do with these things, you know, that, so. that's that's exactly right. I mean, Mikado boy's been a foresight leader of trying to look five to ten years ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they, when they, you know, just before COVID hit, you could already see quite a decreased demand in the market overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started to come out and say, how do we attract new consumers? How do we even put this product in front of anybody's face and not scare them away with crashing and spending, you know, three, $4,000 um, on an entry level? It, it, it was, it was imperative, uh, imperative for them to figure out a solution to try and drive traffic back to this market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people in the current hobby may not really quite understand what this product can do, but yeah. this now is, is 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 your grandparents or your uncle can go and fly with their nieces and nephews and it, it really can expand and and get people seeing what this hobby is. Maybe they don't buy the, the flight trainer, but now they're interested in RC helicopters. Right. You could could set this thing up in a park where it's not necessarily an RC heli only park. You can set these parameters so it doesn't go more than five feet away. Um, So you really can can draw in an audience unlike anything this market has ever seen. You can put RC helicopters in the front of millions of people and and almost show them at an entry cost of what you're getting is, is not that expensive. Right. Yeah, and I think you, you touched on, you know, going to these little flea markets and stuff like that. I mean, I think, I mean, that's every bit of a reality, you know. I mean, you could go to all these different little trade shows and car trade shows and things of that nature. I mean, who knows, you know. And and uh, I, I, I mean, when I saw my first RC helicopter, I was spellbound. Everybody's seen an RC, RC car, airplane, but when it comes to a helicopter seeing the mechanics of it i mean just amazing so i think there's a lot of, lot of opportunity for something like this uh in the industry i think it's i think that's awesome yeah we've got a um yeah, december 17th i totally okay i've got a uh, december 17th we're going to a stem event here in uh gilbert arizona just outside of phoenix and it's all about kids flying airplanes we went there last year with our helicopters and a lot of people said can i fly that and I'm like, well, give me your credit card first. But <laughs> yeah. having something like this where you, you've got 300 kids all coming here and, and trying to learn more about and enjoy RC, this is the thing where you could literally hand kids who get in a line and give them a shot at this, couldn't you, Brian? Yeah, 100%. 100% without, without any guidance. Within you know two minutes, uh, uh, the six-year-old that's never flown anything can be up and flying. Yeah, so cool. and they just line up, and everybody gets so a shot at even, it. Even if they don't stay in that that V control ecosystem or start in there, it gets their interest peaked to where they start looking at other manufacturers or going to look for the the online Facebook groups to learn about what's going on. Right now, there's no way you bring that traffic into this market. So I think it's for the first time ever, it's the only product that is actually going to give the ability for the whole market to gain more traction. That's, that's true, man. I mean, you see, you see millions of people have RC cars, you know what I mean? Because why, why do people get into that over aircraft? Because you're not going to waste thousands of dollars, hundreds and 
thousands of dollars getting into it on a crash, you know, and we're putting that so much time into building it, putting it together just to crash it where people get gun shy and just put it away. But, but this is something that's, I mean, it's a gateway. It's something that they can get into that anyone can get into safely, comfortably, you know, whether it's financially comfortable or, or, you know, just the fear factor and, and anyone can do it. So I, I'm really excited to see what it does for the, for the industry. And, and you know see what else it spawns for us because i mean you know brian i know that uh i mean when you and i met it was kind of at the peak of what i feel is like the peak of the rc helicopters and then to see such a decline and it's like okay what what can we do to get get this back to where it was you know and i, I think things like this are just i mean that's it man that's the way to go so. Yeah, I, I agree totally, and it, and it kind of it hurts the business model on the short term because they spent you know a little bit over three years putting most of their focus and R and D into this system. You know that that doesn't allow for new helicopters to be manufactured or new aftermarket parts. Um, so while it's hurt the the overall business model, it's it's a needed pro a needed issue to have to solve the larger picture down the road mm -hmm. uh, is what I think you know you've got such a handful of, of helicopter manufacturers now in the market you know three or four of them so Mikado like why would we go and, and spend all of our money on more helicopter R&D if, if there's only three other manufacturers out there right if if one of those big guys goes down say Saab decide they don't want to sell helicopters anymore and they're making so much money on oils or whatever else they're doing you know, you've just lost a massive market share. So Mikado's thought process to this was, let's look at this as a different way. How do we get in competing in this small little fishbowl? Right. Mm -hmm. Let's span the fishbowl. Yep. All right. So question. And I know people have been asking you this online because I've seen them ask you multiple times. So to the three listeners that listen to us, we figure we can gather them all up in one spot and let you tell them this. If a person buys this system, how portable forward is that V-control controller that comes with it? Can it fly your, can you grow into a standard 700 later on and use that transmitter? Or do you got to buy another transmitter? Or can your current V-control use this? That is the great thing about this. This is why I think the system and the package is going to give it so much value. Out of the box with the flight trainer, it, it is pretty basic. I mean, it is very basic. But the option to upgrade the software uh, with a, a fee will make it pretty much like a V-Control 1, essentially. You'll be able to buy uh, aftermarket uh, gimbals and switches. So you will be able to upgrade the, the V-Basic radio from its very, very intermediate or beginner product to an intermediate product. Okay. Um, you know, the screen is still fairly small. It's about half the size of the screen that was on the uh, classic V-Control uh, non-touch. Uh, but the form and function is pretty much 100% the same. Uh, so, yes, you, you're, you're able to get into a very entry-level V-Basic radio and upgrade that radio. Just like if you were to buy a, a Neo without Pro software, you can buy the basic settings and upgrade it as much as you want. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, a guy buys the system... They want to grow into a, a 600 class heli or a 450 or 500. They could literally go buy that and stay with this. And then once they're deep enough into it, they want to upgrade to a higher level controller. They can, but at least this gets them through the first couple of helis. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's still geared towards 
guys that are kind of on a budget. If you want to get into the V control system um, and, and not have all the bells and whistles, but the form and function produce the exact same, you know, results, there's going to be a really cheap entry level V control system out there. Very yeah. cool. Uh, you know, and how can people get upset with that? I mean, I see a lot of people that are pretty high level or just whether it's high level piloting or high level into the hobby, um, you know, saying things about it. And I think we're missing the entire point of this, you know, and I mean, you're taking you're taking an oppor you're giving an opportunity uh, for for new new pilots, new potential pilots to, to get into a high level class system and 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 it's a gateway a very solid gateway and then the ability to i mean because let's just face it you know just when you get comfortable with something years ago when you got comfortable with something you end up you you got comfortable with the system you learned how to use it and then all of a sudden you're like okay i'm, I'm ready to graduate you know i just i know how to use e-flight but now you know and it has a little switches but now i'm going to go to you know, uh, go to like a, a JR radio or a Futaba. Now I have to relearn it. And the struggle is so difficult, but you, you know, in a lot of ways you can, you can suppress that and stick with a system that, you know, and, and just move forward, you know? So, um, yeah, I like that. And I, again, I, going back to the, to the naysayers, I think, I think you're, we're missing, you know, we're not, we, but people are missing the, the, the point of this and, and you know, in such a, a, a hobby that's just so fragile right now, I think, man, if we can get as many people into this as we can, just how amazing, you know? So anyway, I love it. I absolutely not, love it. Not to stay on the topic for too long, yeah. but so let's say we get somebody hooked on this and they go up and they try this. We're out at the ranch flying with Ken, because I think he's already like ordered one if I understood correctly. Um, Cause he wants to be able to show people stuff like that. And I think it's great. Can we walk over and say, man, I would love to fly something bigger. Can I buddy box them from yep, my V 100%. control and have them use that the the other one as a as a buddy box? Yep, you, 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 would, a... you would have to from from the very basic system that comes uh -huh. with the flight trainer. No, you would have to upgrade the software. Gotcha. Uh, but again, you can still do that uh, wirelessly. Um, so, but how great would it be to take this and give them something smaller to fly? Because I saw it at Arch; it was really cool. Um, I did not try it out myself, but it looked really awesome. But then, man, I would love to fly a 700. And then just to take them and give them the sticks. And when I train people on a helicopter and a buddy box, I like to, I mean, I let them get right to the ground and freak out before I take over <laughs> control because it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if I crash my stuff, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's like getting them, I say hooked. We sound like a bunch of freaking dealers here. Yeah, drug dealers. Um, <laughs> but no, hey. seriously, uh, once you. You get into it it's it's hard to it's hard to step back very cool adrenaline dealers so cool. you know brian you've got a couple other uh other than mikado you've got a couple other brands and you just started one out what last year year and a half ago you launched one in the u.s yeah, maniacs we we started the maniacs brand in the middle of covid to be honest um i think uh july of 2020 is when i very first uh, started having uh, business relations with Alex Liu, the owner. Um, and at, at first it was kind of an offshoot because I was anticipating that there was going to be supply shocks with uh, electronics uh, from, from our German partners. So I was trying to, trying to find a different way of, of bringing in some revenue stream. Um, so when I, when I first was dealing with Alex, um, I really didn't have any plan of 
going big or or doing it large. Uh, we just we I think we got a couple of batteries in for the Logo 200, and uh, the feedback and, and testing was awesome on those. And uh, about six months later, I was just like, oh man, the the brand and and product and quality is just beyond anything that I've ever seen in in my whole career. Um, so yeah, we we decided now let's let's go big and full steam and let's turn this into a to a real competitive brand. Um, and with the help of our other our European distributor and Asian distributor, we're we're definitely rocking it the last year. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, they've they've gained some steam. That's for sure. I like the batteries yeah, it's, myself. It's I mean it's one of those things. So many batteries out there are just third party cell assemblers or OEM. So it's it's really really difficult to control the uh, quality. So the good thing about being partnered with the the factory's house brand is everything is 100% guaranteed at any given time. You're gonna have the same pack and the same spec on every single batch shipment. That's cool. Did That's the nitro cool. guy just say that he dug the maniacs packs? <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. Hey, us yeah, nitro guys. You know, it was it was receivers. Funny. The first time, yeah, exactly. I actually, it's funny because uh, I'm not happy with the receiver packs that I have, and I, I'm getting ready to. I'm going to order some of the Maniacs. So, but uh, the first time, uh, so Steve and I were up in uh, Fallon. Was it Fallon? Burnley. 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 Burnley, Nevada. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, Jeremy Martin. Uh, Burnley, Nevada, and uh, Steve. We ended up putting putting a bunch of batteries to the test. He's like, "Man, I think you're going to like these." And he started. Steve got all you know technical, pulled out all these you know meters and all this crazy stuff and and uh and that's that's where i really started taking a notice to the maniacs pack so i'm the nerd that takes notes yeah that's that's what i do notes yeah i mean i was actually we were comparing with uh with pulse with um uh what other what other there was the gen um, x gen Gen, Gen, Gen 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 is what you were using and you were yeah yeah we were we were playing with quite a few different batteries and that's like that's where i really took notice of these batteries and and like i said not bashing anybody else it wasn't about that it was just really neat to and then you know to me with the maniacs being a new brand and trying out i'm like okay yeah let's check these out and with steve i mean he was he was a lot of cool calculations and, and stuff and it was neat and that's again that's where i really started to take notice with those batteries and so that's what i've been picking up and and uh so far i love them myself i absolutely that's love awesome them. yeah i mean yeah. They, i mean i was watching they were doing so well in europe um all the european guys were raving about them for about two years even before i started touching them nice yeah, so they had a, a really big following over there so it kind of gave me a little bit more confidence to, to test out more and, and bring more in for feedback and yeah ever since then every 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 pack we brought in if there was ever issues we've done changes you know we brought them smaller and dropped the weights on them i mean i think that's the key right listening to the consumer and what they're looking for and give them what they're asking for and that's right. what makes a and, good and then, and that's, good that's the good thing that we can do that because because we're dealing directly with the factory you know so we can change the molds instantly you know a lot of these other companies are using uh, third-party cells you know so they buy a bunch of them and they can't control what they have in stock anything that we order we're ordering on that specific batch and it can be made custom spec every single time so the good thing about what we were doing is we're kind of ordering fairly mediocre size orders just so we could make sure that the quality kept coming in or if we needed to change things we could and there's, there's probably been about right now we have 99 SKUs on our website um, 
and we I think we've changed about probably 16 that we've improved upon from customer feedback. That's awesome. That as awesome. well as you know, we've we've brought in lots of new stuff this year. You know, we had there was no real 8s packs on the market, so we had a bunch of requests for that. So we went out and made stick pack 8s packs. Um, we went and built the true 12s packs because there was there was none on the market mainly because there was no chargers but you know isdt and a couple of other brands came out in the last year or so that really helped us uh helped us make the decision that we wanted to try that route as well yeah very cool that's awesome you can't be mad at that so 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 you what's you've also got scorpion you know and i see scorpions making some uh some cool changes it looks like they're uh they got uh, some new airplane motors and, and some pack combo packs coming up. So how, how's that going for you guys? Scorpion, Scorpion are doing awesome. Yeah. You know, about, about uh, I want to say 20, early 2021, Kyle Dahl ended up moving to Hong Kong to work for Scorpion full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that time, he's pretty much just overhauled the entire product line. Um, he's come and design. He's designed, I think, about 42 different motors and, and different series, from helicopters to UAV to planes. So he he really dug into the technical analysis and, and heard people's feedback of different combination setups or maybe underpowered or not performing magnificent or having certain issues. So he spent a better of a year really digging into every back end of the product system and, and is overhauling it this year. So finally, we're kind of starting to see the fruits of all his labor as the products are starting to get released now. That's cool because, you know, I, I'm i sure a lot of people uh, as well feel this way. It's you start to worry, you know, it's it's, you know, years ago you know, back in what, 2012, 2013, I mean, the, the industry was so hungry to, to evolve and it, and it just kept going and going. And then all of a sudden things started really, you know, once it seems like the drone era and it just, just, uh, you know, I have, I have some ideas too, where some of our fellow pilots ended up going and why they went that direction. That's a whole nother topic, but you know, so, so often I sit there and go, man, what, what's next? What's next? You know, what are we going to see? And I get worried about it. So it's neat. It's really neat to see that, you know, Scorpion and, and has, you know, has a, a, a love for, you know, for well, innovation. They're, they're and innovating. They that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. And that's, yeah, I, th- I think you know, that was the, the best thing that could happen, you know, as, as Georgia's retired and kind of left the limelight that he really needed somebody new that was on the field and, and, and knowing what yeah. the current setups are and, and connecting with the customers. And uh, I think he's doing a fantastic job because he understands the market. You know, he's a world-class pilot in planes and helis or whatever he touches. Um, but he's actually, he's on Facebook. He's in every single group. He's reading everyone's comments. He's reading the feedback. Um, so he understands where there's issues and where they need to change and what they need to improve. And he's, I think he's done an absolutely incredible job. That's awesome. So I, is I there like a, what you just said there that the fact that it's uh, one size doesn't fit all and that I've, I've talked to Kyle a couple of times at different events and it is cool to see that he understands the range, right? The one size does not fit all. So, <laughs> so is there a product that they've got that has just got you super excited? Is there one that just is over the top awesome a bunch of products that i can't talk about yet um but right now they've just released their um new plug and play combos 
for their 48-inch to 52-inch planes. Okay. Which uh, comes with an ESC, their own Scorpion propeller, uh, the new A3017 motor series. Um, so right now they're, they're coming out with, I think, six new lines of series um, dedicated either to, you know, foamies, to, to full scale, to, to helicopters. Nice. Um, but with each of those lines, there's going to be uh, different product SKUs and different KV options. So a lot of the a lot of the older products have been the same Scorpion motors they've had for 10, 12 years. There's not really been much of a change or a difference. So the, the power systems today have, have increased dramatically. So it was it was time to overhaul the entire uh, product list. And uh, I think he's got a pretty dang good handle on it right now. And, and a lot of the new items are supposed to be coming out within the next six months. All right. That's so cool. It's neat to see some cross pollination there with the, and, and I think it's smart on their part, Scorpion's part, you know, to get get deeply involved in in airplanes as well. I mean, it's it's a good way to stay afloat, especially when the helicopter industry's kind of <laughs> shrunk down yeah, a bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, it, yeah. and it's also kind of it's kind of hard in the in the plane market too, because the majority of the large plane shops are, are dominated by direct distributors. So you know, the distributors uh, in the U.S. Mm. don't have retailers. Mm -hmm. uh, most of these guys go out and make their own motors and own batteries. So if you're going to buy your, your plane setups from them, you're more than likely just going to buy your whole kit and caboodle from them. Um, so it, it's definitely a difficult market to tap into, and, it, and it's great to, to see that there's still a lot of demand in the plane market for the Scorpion motors when there's not many options out there for when you're, mm -hmm. when you're buying full kits. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. So you made a comment earlier that um... – Mikado put a lot of effort in the last couple of years of developing the trainer system. Have they got anything else like from the heli side working or are they getting back into starting to look at that now or are they still tied up with solving the V control supply chain yeah, issues? Th th their focus right now is still on the electronics. Like they said, they, they, they'd prefer to try and figure a way to get people into this hobby okay. than try and try and sell to the handful of people that are still here. Gotcha. Okay. So the majority of their focus right now is what's the next 15 years of the landscape. Okay. Uh, Makes sense. And when there's a few manufacturers out there still pumping out new models, that's, that's great. Keeps the market a little bit fresh for you guys that are still here and, and active and enjoying it. But Mercado's focus is, is for the next 15 years. Okay. You know, um, so, on, so on the heli side, no, unfortunately, but on the electronic side, lots of stuff. Okay. That's, that's cool. So what other products do you guys carry? Do you drive? Um, you got I VTX, mean, right? You say it again? You got, so you have VTX blades, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we sell some aftermarket stuff, um, you know, Theta Servos, MKS, Expert. Okay. Um, but for the most part, we try and, and stick to the, the import brands that we, we can control and, and service. Okay. All right. So one of the questions, you know, one of the things we always talk about is um, as a distributor, as a person in the hobby like you that earns a living off of it, I cannot imagine the stress that you've been going through the last year with the market the way it is, trying to keep something on the shelves. Um that's gotta been a nightmare. Well, I lost lost about fifty five pounds in the last year. <laughs> so yeah, this the stress was pretty difficult, uh, especially knowing that a good seventy five percent of our business revenue is coming in from the the Mikado V bar and V control ecosystem. 
Um, so without, without supply for almost two years, it was definitely getting pretty chaotic and hectic. Um, thankfully we, we, you know, we got these amazing brands like Maniacs and Scorpion that we were putting most of our attention and focus to in the meantime. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a, a rough, rough year or two for us for sure. Okay. So with that coming, I mean, it, you keep hearing there's rumors that v controls coming out in the future there i mean we've heard the rumor mill and i want to add to it but there's trying to solve the supply chain issue trying to redesign based on what's available can you tell us a little bit what's going on with like the v control touch because everybody's just clamoring to buy one yep so it's it's been a long long road and a lot of heartache and headaches trying to solve this dilemma but there is finally Hope on the horizon. So in December 2019, Mercado had ordered 3,000 uh, control boards for their touch. So that shipment is going to be shipping to them uh, around April next year. So that's a little bit of good news that the, the touch as you all know it will be coming back in uh, April, May time. Okay. So hang in, guys. Just hang in. We will have the, the V-Basic transmitter that is coming out probably mid-December is the timeline. I believe it's going to come out in Germany in November. Um, they're, they're finalizing some certifications just so they can have the SEC certifications done for the U.S. and Asia. Uh, so I think they're going to start selling that in Germany in, in early mid-November. And then hopefully we'll start seeing the flight trainer and V basic in December, if not early January. Okay. So instantly you'll be able to buy that V basic transmitter and upgrade it to fly it like a classic, uh, classic V control. There you go. So oh, in, in, in January, we will definitely have radio. So if, if anyone's itching to get into the ecosystem, uh, the problem is solved and we will have the hardware to get you into the ecosystem. Nice. So um, they can just buy the radio with not as the whole entire uh, yep. assembly. Yep. And then what if they decide they want to pick up the helicopter with that ecosystem? Is that something they'll be able to buy after the fact? So with the, the, the flight trainer right now, no, you would have to buy in the future. Yes, but right out the box, you have to buy the whole bundle. Um, they, they really need to make sure that they've got full control over the module, that it is responsive enough to the model. Um, so they, they, Every single helicopter would be set up by Mikado before they package it with the module set on it and test flown in their warehouse. Um, so I think they have a little bit of, of reservations of just coming out the box and letting, letting Tom, Dick, and Harry put these modules on and go test them. You know, because if, if it's not done absolutely correct, you know, it, it could have failures and, and not do its uh, rescue as it needs to or whatever the case may be. Uh, so right off the bat no you, you'll you'll have to be able to buy the entire bundle with the radio the flight trainer and the logo 200 um but once once they realize or 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 get through to the market that, that yeah there's no issues they will start selling the flight trainer separately with okay. the module system so anybody that's already got a logo 200 or v control touch or v control classic can can fly it without buying the whole bundle nice uh, but it'll come in stages i kind of nice. like that idea you know. So what else we got for Brian? So Brian, what fun flies are you going to be at the remainder of the year if we want to come find you? Ooh, I'm not entirely certain yet. I know I'll definitely be in Orlando. 
and I'm still 50-50 on the fence of coming out to Arizona. Um, I, I believe somebody is trying to throw me a surprise party. It is my birthday weekend during, uh, during your event. Well, we'll throw a surprise party. <laughs> so I'm, we're, I'm we're trying pretty to good figure at that. out if, if that is really happening so I can cancel that if it is or not. Okay. Um, so okay. I'm 50-50 on that. Um, and then I may, may drive up to the RCHO event. Uh, but that's, I think, November 2nd, so it's really close. Right. So on that note, you said you're going to drive up. I mean, obviously you want to do customer support, but, I mean, have you ended up making a bond with some of these people uh, in the in the industry, right? You made some friends over the course of time, and, I mean, even though you don't really fly, you still come and hang out and do the BS thing and everything else, I assume, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why I stay. I love the, the people and the service. You know, I, I, I'm a very customer service oriented person and uh i love i love the market i love the guys in the market and different clubs and that's kind of what keeps me ticking it was certainly not the big paydays <laughs> yeah <laughs> no kidding yeah what's that saying how do you make a million dollars in the rc industry start out with two million <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> seriously yeah yeah i think it was neat when you came out to the uh, palomar fun fly in san diego you know it was nice to Nice to, you know, see everybody was welcoming and received having you out there very well. And I think yeah, it's great, that was the first man. time I was, I was actually ever out in California. So it was no, cool. surprisingly enough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a really good time. Me and Frank went out there. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. Good so time. speaking of Frank, we have to tell Frank, you know, Frank, we got Brian first. <laughs> you had to do it. Had to do it. Jab. 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 <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that, that's that's the only difficult thing. It's it's kind of hard to to go out and travel so much throughout the year. Oh yeah, uh, I'm getting invited to like 20, 30 different events, but it's, it's yeah. So that brings up financially, just not feasible when I'm sending out product donations everywhere and traveling to as many events as I can. But uh, so we've all ran fun flies, and it's we get constantly like, how do I get more support? How do I get more support? And, I mean, I've been doing this for 16 years. I think Gregor's been doing it a little bit longer. Uh, Greg's been doing it for a day and a half. Um, so, but he's ran, he runs Fun Flies, too. And so, you know, it's nice to get the sponsors, but how do we make it beneficial both ways, right? Not only do you guys come and help out our Fun Flies and make them like, oh, well, look, we have these awesome prizes to give away, but how do you get something out of it? You know, um, I think a lot of people don't understand the fact that I mean, look, for example, uh, the Heli Rodeo and RCHO are going on pretty much the, what, one weekend after another? Yeah. yeah. And you're getting these people asking for these discounts and these, these this money. And, I mean, if you stop and think, you donate $200 or $300 or $500 or whatever the, the amount is, and then you've got 50 different fun flies asking for this stuff. And I don't think people stop and think. You know, that's a lot of juice to be sitting there throwing out the door. And again, it's not like we're made of money and it's yeah. not like this is a big money industry. Uh, I, I, I often hear people's frustration and I'd like to give you guys like a, a big round of applause because, I mean, any of the support you guys give us is totally appreciated. And thank you. Thank you so much, because um, I'm, I'm sure at certain times you feel like uh, frustrated because people are like, oh, I want more. I want more. But. Even a set of blades, any of that kind of stuff, a discount coupon, you know, hopefully that way somebody's buying something from you and they're going to buy stuff in the future. And hopefully they think to use the the all the companies that support our fun flies in the future is our hope when we go to do it. 
Uh, I think we've all been doing this long enough. It's nice to win something, but uh, what's time putting the things on yeah. it? To, to be honest, I, I think a lot of it, I mean, I, I always appreciate the, the CDs and the guys that are marketing the event that are actually marketing it, that are that are not trying to, to bring in their local crowd. They're trying to let the whole world know, hey, we've got an event, and they, they constantly push it. They constantly are updating. You know, so many times do I see guys put on events that there's there's no chatter, there's there's no excitement, uh, and then they start posting their their flyer a week before or emailing a month before for donations. You know, for for companies like me, that doesn't do anything. I want to see the hobby thrive and and the marketing being done that everyone can see. Hey, there's events all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's it's the responsibility of these guys who are organizing the events if they're not if they're not savvy enough to do marketing, find someone that can for them. You know, the more exposure on the internet for all of these different clubs and these events, the better for the entire industry. So for me, I, I kind of cringe my face when I, I send donations and there's literally no marketing done at all. Like right. it's great, you got 15 guys locally to come out to your field, but that didn't do anything for the hobby. You know, guys all over the country, they, they even though they can't be at an event, they want to see that things are going on. It gives them excitement and motivation that there's, there is things all over. Um, so when a lot of these guys put on events, I just don't see enough enthusiasm to show everyone else that what's going on. Uh, in Virginia on the 14th, 15th, 16th, and apparently there was a fun fly going on there. And somebody's <laughs> like, hey, are you coming? And I was literally a half hour away. I hadn't heard a word about it. Didn't Didn't hear anything about it. Um, and the assumption is, oh, well, you just have to know where these places are. Uh, you'll hear me gripe on and on that, you know, put a date, put a address, put a state on there. Like everybody right. just assumes that everybody knows where these places are. And if you've been in here long enough, you probably have come up with it. But it, it could be going to some of these events, especially if it's a first time event, could be a big thing for people. So I do agree with you on the whole marketing type thing. And it's not it's not marketing. Hey, come buy a Mikado. It's marketing. Come hang out with the heli. Right. family exactly exactly and i i just think that it, it's way too laxed um that that most people don't even know events are going on i mean i get so many email requests for sponsorships for events and i completely forget about them you know can, but can there's, you give there's, us there's an other idea guys the like like the 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 rodeo i i see the flyer every two or three weeks and it reminds me hey this event's happening you know, it doesn't have to be posted every single day, but there's always content where I'm like, oh, yeah, here's an event I, I need to send stuff to or I may want to go to. Hey, um, if you post your event every single day, I'm calling you out. Um, <laughs> and that one person knows who I'm talking about, and I think that's the one of the people that listens to our show. But, no, you, you definitely have to uh, advertise it. So, Brian, other than just doing marketing for these events, what type of things could we as event organizers and people that operate the event, what could we do to help you other than that? I mean, just giving you exposure, making the world see the event. Um, what type of things could we do to help you guys out? To be honest, not much because okay. cause you guys are the market. You okay. Know? It, it, it's you're sharing the content with the rest of the market that builds everyone. Okay. Um, you know, the, to me, that's that's the gist of it. Everyone sharing and showing what the whole market is doing collectively. Okay. That's the benefit. Um, I don't I don't see anything being individually beneficial to one brand or one company more so than anyone. I just think that the 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 videos and the content and the the flyers just should always be pumped as much as humanly possible. Okay. All right. 
I'm about to do my yeah, cowboy hat, and cowboy chef rodeo video here again. All right. <laughs> hmm. Thank you cool. so much for the hobby with your little videos. I love that kind of stuff, Greg. I really do. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I try, but I run out of enthusiasm for that stuff. <laughs> you just gotta be a bigger more, nerd. More the, I, I, I have no enthusiasm for Facebook, so it gets old. Yeah, I, I spend about an hour to a week on Facebook, Max. Usually just uh, enough to post post up marketing campaigns and then turn it off. There you go. Right. It's probably healthier. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. probably. Do you have a rough idea? Because I'd love to give the audience some insight. Do you get 100 requests, more than 100, 150? I, I, I don't know how many requests you get a year. I know there's a lot of fun flies. We try to cover them. Um, but how many requests would you say on average per year you get? So probably in my heyday of, of, of my career, 100, 150 probably would be on the, the higher level. Um, on a typical year, the last two or three years, it's probably about 40 um wow. but that's a mix that's a mixture also of, of helis and plane events because uh when we took over the scorpion distribution you know they they always took care of every single event in in the market no matter what um right. so a lot of those cds always contacted us so we've still been supporting a lot of these events even though we don't even know what's going on at them <laughs> right <laughs> Very cool. uh, yeah so so typically at least for the heli events i donate to at least 20 minimal Okay. And uh, from, uh, you know, I, I uh, most times I wish I could give more and I wish I could give kits and things. But when you're sending that many events, donations out, the, the budget really maxes out pretty quickly. Yeah. And right. For, for almost every event that I do send donations to, I send at least $300 in gift certificates. Uh, minimal, you know, Scorpion yeah. always provide us with uh, swag like hats and T-shirts, which is absolutely awesome. Um, unfortunately, Mercado have never really had giveaways so we've we've bared the grunt of most of those expenses so if we give out neos and free products, and, all yeah. coming out of our pocket um, mm. so yeah we we I, I mean my budget is around twenty eight thousand a year for donations okay. wow wow you hear that guys twenty eight thousand so and, and we, the next we, time... max, we max that budget out usually pretty quick so wow. unless people start marketing and, and contacting me early, I allocate funds, you know, to the guys that are actually really pushing. Right. You know, so so some events may get a few gift certificates and shirts and other events will get, you know, batteries, gift certificates, all kinds of stuff. It, it really depends on how much they're pushing to the market is dictates what I do for that. Right. So a lot of the times it kind of sucks because it may be hurting the attendees of events because the CD is not marketing it enough that, that they're not getting more sponsors or donations. So it really all depends on those people that are putting those events on, on to, to really maximize how the attendees get taken care of because the people yeah, like me who's spending my money, I want to make sure that there, there's enough people at an event. And if you don't show me that there is, there may be 300 people there, but I don't know. Right. You know, so so I'm not going to send enough donations to maximize 300 people. I'm going to send, you know, a, a T-shirt or two. Right. So that could yeah. really be an injustice for the, 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 the pilots going to those events that are not getting the, the treatment they deserve because the, the guys running them are not marketing them enough for the people spending the money to help it. Right. Makes yeah. sense. That makes sense, though. Well, that's why this year at the rodeo, one of the things we've been trying to do is bring money from outside the hobby. Um, you know, we walk around with our hands out to all the people in the hobby, 
so we've been trying to reach the people outside the hobby to get um, outside money donated. Like this year, the um, the gasser helicopter that you have parts in it. I think SAB's got parts in it. HeliDirect's got parts in it. That is a helicopter was put together by a donation from an electrical contractor just wants to support the hobby. That's awesome. They Plus, donated yeah. the money. Think of all the time, the break-in and the build procedure right. by none other than Doug Darby. I mean. Right. So that was a case where we wanted to bring money into the hobby. And we that's one reason we really forced to buy it full retail. Because we figured the people that donate, like yourself, Brian, you come out of pocket for all this stuff. So we just really wanted this year to have someone outside help and um, bear the brunt of this cost. And they were tickled to death to be a part of it. So I think that more people, if they put a little effort in, they can market their their uh, events better to people like yourself to sh- let you see the good value there so you can allocate money accurately or properly. But if they reach outside to outside sources who want to support, I had a muffler shop asking how they could support our, our event, you know, because we let the city know what was going on. So those people that say, Hey, we'd like to be part of that event. So it's a way to bring money into these events. I think that that's an untapped resource. We just take the easy way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. All right. Well, what else? Well, here's going to So, Brian, where do you see the industry heading? You know, is it going to get worse before it gets better? Or, I mean, what Uh, what are your thoughts on this? You know, because we're kind of, in my opinion, we're kind of at a low right now. I mean, it seems like it it got a little bit better than what it was, but what's your opinion? I think overall the market is fairly stagnant. you know, I'm I, for the most part, I'm an outsider looking in because I, I mostly can control my own brands. You know, a lot of the other players in the market, they're focused on 50 different things. Um, so they have to worry about getting supply from different vendors or what brand is fighting with what brand or what clone drama is going on. Yeah. So a lot of the time for the for the market share, I, I have a little bit of a different position um, mm-hmm. where I, I most of my business is electronics, so um, I don't really have to concern myself. Although I do notice that the market is in a, in a massive lull, and um, without a lot of new products, this is why you see so much drama going on everywhere. People need something to talk about. If there's not new products to build or, or help with, mm-hmm. you know, you're just gonna start talking shit online. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Amen. You know, I I, I, I know this is is kind of. Uh, sore subject i don't know if you even want to get involved in it but you know it's funny you know i see um i i know there's a lot of different avenues where um you know as to reasons why the market's kind of taking a taking a dump if you will but um but then one of those other things for me that i've noticed too is that um you know it seems like a lot of people that are getting agitated they're they're either fan fan boys and girls of this or fan boys and girls of that but I feel like I, I feel like again touchy subject I know but I, I just can't stress how important this is to me I'm passionate about this so I, I feel like talking about it a little bit but um, I feel like there's so many people that, that that have gotten into this hobby because they enjoy it but then all of a sudden they're like well I enjoy this I want to learn more I want to learn these tricks but then they start seeing well I want to wear a sponsored t-shirt I, I want to get sponsored and they start 
losing focus on why they do it and now their their main focus is getting sponsored and i feel like so many companies you know it's it's good and bad but you know i think so many companies are so driven to to sponsor so many pilots but then uh, then all of a sudden it creates this i see everybody getting so like caught up in in that being the number one thing and and you know and i and i think i see i don't know why i just feel like a lot of the drama that's popping up is is you know it, it they, they get so tied up in this brand stuff and it's great to be proud of what you're running but remember why you're doing this you know you know enjoy it because you like it you know what i mean yeah. and the, the, the vision is, is is definitely very adamant um yeah you know I, I, it's it's the problem is that there's there's such short market share for the the handful of companies that are running this industry uh-huh. um, that, that for the most part a lot of them are, are playing the dirty tactics of of you know, A versus B, yeah. which is not beneficial to the market as a whole. Right. You, you see this online. You see this at the local field level, um, this division of, of products. And and that predominantly becomes from the lack of products coming to the market. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the players that B are unintentionally causing division within their own market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of like where you you were going with, uh, you know, with this uh, with this new flight trainer system that it, you know, it's it's just going to get people into the hobby whether they decide to go with this or that, you know. And I think that's that's such a genuine answer or, or reply because, you, you know, you don't care about, you know, that it's oh fly fly Mikado fly. It, it's not about that. It's it's like it's about growing the hobby, coming up with a product. That's going to get people into the into the hobby and grow them within our hobby and yeah what's over the top excited there's not there's not 10 new helicopter manufacturers popping up left and mm-hmm. right you know? yeah <laughs> yeah well it's it, the it, rising tide lifts all boats it's only as strong as the people producing in it and that number yeah. is dwindling faster than it has since i started in the career 18 years ago yeah yeah and this is this is why i've got so much emphasis of of hope and excitement for this new flight trainer from mikado where a lot of people just don't comprehend the opportunities that it could bring yeah seriously yeah i'm excited when i first saw it i know alex rose for instance you know he's i know he's training his son he's a perfect candidate for it yeah Yeah. flying airplanes and such and 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 he's you know his theory behind why he wants to get into it, it i mean that's exactly what it's for you know and, and everybody's going oh they're getting all but oh makata well well i don't want this i don't need this what what's the point you know, it's like it's not about you you're in it already you're doing great you, you, you in bring it. in you bring in another fifteen thousand kids you'll have another two helicopter manufacturers pop up there you, you go now buy a helicopter yeah exactly exactly and that's that's what we're talking about that's yeah. what it's for this this is the yeah. for thinking it's it's not all about locking anyone into mikado it's it's how yeah. do you strengthen this whole industry for everybody if yeah. everyone wants to, to fight a nickel and dime over their new helicopters right now so yeah. be it yeah mikado we're like all right we're gonna go fix this shit for you guys yeah. i love it no that's i love it yeah that's that's fantastic i think that's that's where we need to be that's the mindset we need to have so. definitely forward thinking yeah yeah it's a scary thing you know especially man i remember showing up to the fun flies didn't matter where you went there was just 
ton of people everywhere you went, you know, and oh, it was just crazy, you know, and it's just it, it just disappeared just overnight, just done, yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah, I mean, it's it's again. had its ebbs and flows, and and to be honest, I, I I've seen more heli helicopter pilots come back to the market after COVID or even during COVID. So I know a lot of interest did come back into the scene, but yep. then they came back to a, a barren, a barren wasteland of very limited new releases and, and online drama left and right. So they probably walked right back away. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I see. I had a couple friends that uh, local that were, you know, super pumped in it and and for a moment, and then they just, you know, with the whole, you know, there's they had personal reasons like man it's just like an us and them thing and i'm just kind of over it you know and and i watched them walk away and i'm like damn it man you know it's anyway <laughs> well that's pretty cool I'm, I'm tickled to death for i think there's a lot of opportunity coming in front of us i think yep. it's got some neat exciting things happening um i'm looking forward to the years ahead of us i definitely yeah, I, i'm really excited um for the first time in a while i, I am really excited for for this system that's coming out, but for other things that are coming out, but this specific system, I really think is going to help change this entire landscape of our industry. So you you mentioned eighteen years a minute ago. Um, when's the first archery you went to? Do you do you recall? Two thousand seven. Okay, so which would have been my first archery, and. I watched it grow like through that 2011, like 12 and 13. I, you couldn't even say hi to people. No, um, 12, Archer 2012 was absolutely bonkers. I mean, right. we, I mean, when we were setting up for Ready Heli as a retail store, um, it was, you know, hours of setup and then nonstop for 12, 13 hours selling. Right. You had guys like Experience RC with their RV, you had Heli Direct. I mean, a, a, a half a mile of 5,000 people every day till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, those were the days, man. Oh, crazy. Now, as a retailer, I'm sure that sounds wonderful, but as a person that likes to, I enjoy hanging out with folks. So that many people, uh, kind of an introvert, and it makes me want to not go, honestly. It's just so big, like you can't even spend time hanging out with your friends. Uh, we go up to Muncie, Indiana after the fact to go hang out with some of the friends in the area. Uh, off, off Urcha, just because it's easier to hang out with some of those people. And uh, I'm just curious, you were at Urcha this year. What did you think of it? And I'm not talking about the drama or anything else, but did, I, I felt like there was more of a spark. Um, like there was a little bit of it coming back online, whereas it was really a doldrum the year before, the year before that. But I felt like this year, I don't know, I, I saw a little bit of hope and a bit of a spark for me. I know it wasn't big, but. I think you, 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 like I was saying earlier, you've had a lot of enthusiasm come back since COVID, um, nonstop. Uh, I think that the enthusiasm's there in the market. Um, me personally, I thought this Urcha, as a as a retailer, was was not really run specifically great. There wasn't a whole lot going on, and there was a, not a lot of attendees. Um, but my perspective is different because I'm not I'm not going to hang out with my buddies, so it's it's kind of hard for me to, to comment there because I comment as as somebody that's trying to make right. money and spending twenty thousand dollars to go sit there. Yeah, right. that's tough. That is tough. Yeah. So for me, uh, this year and the previous year were were definitely very heavy hits to my bottom line. 
So it's, you know, and we definitely weren't treated super amazing this year when we were trying to get our sponsorship. There was a lot of behind the scenes drama that happened there. Um, but for the amount of money that we spent for the sponsorship, as well as to, to actually facilitate going and setting up the booth and pay employees and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I definitely would not plan on going back to Urcha next year if, if the event remains the same. Uh, yeah yeah you know you know I, i'd I, rather i'd rather put my money back into the market you know the twenty thousand dollars i could spend at urcha i could send to six of the largest u.s events and make sure everyone has you know you know everyone has an amazing time with, with the money i provide them yeah it's, i just don't feel like the the urcha community gave back to their to their customers or the attendees this year even though it may have been cool to hang out in a low-key event Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think it was it was structurally sound at all. Okay, you know, and that, that's what I worried about with this whole uh, Urcha West Coast thing. And I we don't need to go down that road, but but that whole I, I just I worried. I'm like, man, it's such a small small market right now. Like, how is that gonna? Oh man, that's gonna be tough on retailers, you know, to to try to do this twice, man. So well, they're gonna know, pick and just, choose which one they yeah, go to. Yeah, yeah. Or, or does it make more sense as a retailer? And again, we don't have to go that road, but just expressing my mindset with that, you know, it was like, man, you know, if I was if I was a big retailer, I I, I would almost rather put my money, you know, into into the fun flies, not this yeah, big 100%. urgent just just because you know that's it's just it's just not not the at, right at, time. At one point in time, it it was it was a necessity, and it was yes. worth it every year. Yeah, uh, the last the last few years, it 100 percent hasn't. And, and for me, it's it's kind of declined rapidly mm-hmm. to where, you know, when I when I left Urcha this year, I, I almost said to my partner, we're not coming back next year. Yeah, um, I literally would rather spend our capital and send money to your guys' event, send money up to the RCHO guys, send money to Joe Reyes's event and make sure that these guys that are really promoting the hobby are taken care of and their and their their attendees are taken care of yeah and, yeah, and i don't think sense. i don't think it makes sense for any of of the behind the scenes industry to spend all this money on the same circuit that nothing's changed at urcha in god knows how many years there's nothing mm-hmm. new and exciting they don't even promote their own event they they throw up a couple of news bulletins every few months before the event but they don't even market their own event. Why would a family want to come and sit in an RV there for a week right. when you don't even explain what's going on or excite them to come? So for me as a, as a customer, because I'm spending to sit there and promote, I don't see them doing the job they need to to get the, the customers and the, the pilots to that event. It's the only the guys that are used to going there every year. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. And and I think, yeah, we see a lot of that, you know, just the same, you know, the same old groups, you know, these days and, and uh, even at some of the fun flies. I mean, it's neat to see some of the growth, you know what I mean? But man, yeah, it's just a weird time we're in. But yeah, for to, to dive into the the whole mm-hmm. Urcha thing, that's expensive, you know, especially yeah. all the, I remember just getting the booths and stuff when I was working with for A-Main. I mean, just the, the amount of money that went into that it was whew, it was tough you know um i mean it wasn't tough but i mean it was worth it though you know i mean yeah back then at one point in time it was 100 yeah, yeah, worth it absolutely we'd have so many customers i mean i remember walking through you know the uh 
Experience RC booth, the uh, Heli Direct booth, the A Main booth, and you could hardly even walk through because there were so many customers, yeah. you know, at every single tent, you know. And if if you're just not seeing that anymore, man, you know, it's just it's a tough tough pill to swallow for sure. I think, I think at the the highlight, I think it was probably 2012. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was so anxious and nervous because I was carrying around $150,000 of cash that we made at sales at the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. year, I probably came back with about 500 bucks. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Right. Yeah, that that's tough. a swing. That is tough. You yeah. know, and for what? You know, and for what? You know, it's like. Yeah, I mean, not not dog and urchin. It's just a weird time, you know. I mean, yeah, for what? What are you getting out of it? And again, like you said, if there's not not a whole lot of marketing, like I was I was looking all over for a ton of videos and things like that this year and last year and the year before, and I just I didn't see it. I was I was really disappointed with that. And you'd think with such a, a major event like that, um, you know, I want to see like, you know, if I can't make it, I want to be able to see it. You know, I I can't yeah, well, tell you. Yeah, how many pl times? I can't remember what year it was, but uh, I could still probably recite every music to every pilot, Matt Photos, uh, 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 you know, um, um, oh my God, all the pilot, all the pilots from Germany, um, all the music that they played for their for their flights, you know, um, I could still recite it. And I can't remember what year that was. Might have been two thousand seven or eight you know or something like that i remember watching that urcha and it was just so exciting and all of the uh exploitation of the event at that time and it's just yeah it's just gone down the tubes so yeah, i want to say no excitement mm -hmm. 2011 so i've always been a smaller budget person i don't blow a ton of money on stuff i don't have a ton of money to blow on it uh i probably spend more than i should but i enjoy it yeah. And I remember watching the German Mikado guys. It could have been Dahl or Cavros or any of those guys. It could have been any of them uh, just out there. And, uh, Brian, you can see I got an MD500 sitting up on the wall. Um, luckily, I got a friend in the business. Um, he knows who that is. He knows who it is. <laughs> but uh, so I, I went out. I watched them fly the logo. And I think they put it up for like a half an hour like a lower head speed and they just had a flag attached to it and it was so awesome to watch those guys and they like to watch an MD500 do 3D so so incredibly exciting and I I walked right out and whipped out the credit card that I shouldn't have whipped out and <laughs> bought a Logo 500DX um, for those of you that don't know it's all plastic everything uh, nice still loved love love that helicopter I still have there's a Logo 550 sitting up there on a the wall right now and uh Still love that helicopter, but yeah, like you said, that excitement. I don't know that I've had that in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's just really stagnant, you know. And, and how do you even? So I, I know there's a lot of new guys in the hobby the last year, you know, and 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 they're not getting that excitement, even though they're very enthusiastic and pumped. I, I feel like the the market as a whole is not accommodating to those guys. So how do you how do you expand and build the hobby when when the OGs are not really enthusiastic and the the event coordinators are not really making it enthusiastic or exciting you know i've i've, I've been thinking about this a lot and I, I think i've come up with a kind of cool concept for a new event circuit um, that i'm not going to talk about publicly but i'm going to mm -hmm. have a, a meeting with frank uh, from the hangout tomorrow in my shop but i got some cool ideas where i think i think uh, we can come up with a, a new way to to help promote events in north america um but yeah <laughs> I don't and want to say too people much. enthusiastic about them. And no, we would, 
that well, would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would love to see some some new <clears throat> ways to promote, you know, the hobby within you know. You know, and when like you're one of, things, one of the one of the main things that I was I was thinking is you know back in the day one of the main things that made Urcha Urcha was the different clubs that came out there you know you had the swarm guys that set up oh the yeah you'd have you'd have RCHO or you'd have the the Rochester guys you know you had a, a, a sense of camaraderie of, of, of teams coming together the heli freak I guys feel, the... I feel like there's there's been a loss of of clubs and connection to clubs um and 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 showing your pride for your own local club to get some excitement with competition against clubs i like uh, that i feel like there's 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 been a big gap there so uh, in my thought process is is how do we get the 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 not the the manufacturer teams how do we get the club teams to start getting exciting and competing against each other right. we don't need to see all of these reps going everywhere let's 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 make the event about the clubs I like that, uh, and the and the attendees of these local clubs. Um, so I've got a few ideas where I'm, I'm thinking about rolling off on this, but I, I think that can really help a, a little bit of a sense of excitement if you have things like uh, you know the the Orlando guys versus the 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 Virginia guys, whatever it may be. Um, really coming up with some different concepts on the same old boring, non-exciting system that's been going on, making it fun. You know, yeah, I think that's that's the key word. Very <laughs> cool. Fun again. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, when you're ready to roll that out, let us know. You know, because yep. we'll give you a microphone. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm always camera shy, so that probably won't work. But yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> so, was there anything else we needed to touch on, or do you think we? Uh covered a good part brian did you have anything else to add anything you wanted to uh cover that maybe we have not um, not off the top of my head cool cool we'll wrap it up on the uh shorter side then uh <laughs> not super short because I, th I think we're still in there for probably about, an hour about an hour but uh no it was totally great um we super appreciate you coming on and we look forward to some of the new ideas I like the competition idea. We've tried to stoke that fire a couple times with a couple different things. And it's amazing what you can you get people engaged again, right? Yeah, and make exactly. it fun. Um, exactly. It's difficult. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah, so instead so. of all this division, let's just bring everyone together as best we can. Love it. Amen. Amen. Unity. <laughs> I like it. Family and unity. I, I like it a lot. That's what it's Amen. all about. Yeah. All right, guys. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. You guys have a great night, and uh, maybe I'll see you in a couple weeks. We'll see you then. Awesome. Sounds great. Awesome, Brian. Thanks again, right, buddy. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Right. Bye -bye. Well, on that note, I believe it's about time to auto on out of here. And uh, join us next month for we don't know what yet because we don't have everything on the list yet. So if you guys are open for any topics or you want to hear us address anything, well, or we you do. want to be a... We oh. do have an option. It could be all about the gas next time. I, I'm swinging that way, Mr. I, Darby. But I haven't farted once. Well, Mr. Doug Darby did, did volunteer to come on and enlighten us in the world of gas. I think that would be a fantastic yeah. visit. It would, it would be good. Out at Phoenix. 
Well, I think we're going to have him there at the rodeo. And you threw the idea out of maybe we even just do the recording while we're at the rodeo. If we, we could, could figure that one out. Early. But yeah. 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 I think we need like, how many podcasts are going to be there? Oh, it's three, it needs to be three, more of the podcast. Three. So, so I think that'd be fun to do a a, a massive podcast. I think podcasts. it would be too. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Talking about how bad Doug Darby's gas is, or good it is. Yeah. How good it is, you know. How good his gas is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doug. <laughs> All right. Well, Steve. All right. Time to on out of here. Thanks everybody for joining us. Talk to you next month. <laughs>